0: uh joan armatrading brand new record consequences set for release on june 18th digital but the cool thing is on august 13th you can get the cd and vinyl hopefully it's a double lp gatefold the whole package it's her 22nd studio album to date this is going to be amazing welcome to the show the legend joan armatrading <laughs> the
1: legend that is joan armatrading <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it right you, know, you gotta throw that in it's it's the legend the legend
2: <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm going to be hashtagging this interview legendary all over the place. But but uh, l- let's let's get into this. You know, there are a lot of bands, especially the bands that I like, the sort of the, the, the classic rock bands. They've just stopped making new albums and they go out and they do the tours and they do the cruises and they do the whatever uh, you're making new music. Talk to me about the importance of that, because you could obviously go back to the albums from 1972 and say, hey, here are my 15 greatest hits. Here's my 75-minute show. Merci bonsoir, but <laughs> no, that's not good I, enough for you. You I, gotta I'm make a, new music.
1: I'm I'm a songwriter. That's, Correct. That's what I do. I write songs, and um, until I'm dead, then you won't have any new songs. Um, that that's when you won't get new songs. I I this is my 22nd album. I like writing songs. Um, I, I had an album out uh, 2018. Well. I mean, I won't go back all the years, but you know, since 1972 until now, I've been making records. Um, I see no reason to stop. I love to write. I see no reason to, to stop writing. I want to present new music. I don't want to. I love all the stuff I've done. I mean, I did them. Right. <laughs> I really like them, but uh, I don't. I don't want to just have, have that. I want to always be presenting new things to myself. Let alone the audience, but to myself. I want to challenge myself. I want to see, you know, how much better can I get? Because that's what I'm trying to do all the time. I'm trying to get better at what I do all the time, whether it's writing a song, playing the guitar, playing the keyboard, whatever it is I'm doing, writing lyrics, I want to get better at that. So the only way to do that is to keep going. Yeah, and you know,
0: uh, I, I was listening to the record that you put out in 2018 and listening to the new single Now. You know, in the press release, it says it's a little bit different from the stuff that you've done before, but I'm listening to something like it. It just sounds like Joan.
1: Well, it should sound like Joan because it is Joan. Yeah. But I hope you're not saying it all sounds exactly the same. No, not at all. Very disappointed.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I went back and I was listening to the 76 record, the the self-titled record, and, you know, songs like, like Fire and joined the boys it came up in my spotify shuffle and i was listening i'm like man these are just such great songs and then yeah. when you do listen to the new stuff it still has a bit of a nostalgic kind of feel to it which is good from a fan's perspective because i'm like oh yeah it's it's still joan
1: yeah I, I, i'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit because i don't think it sounds nostalgic mm-hmm. but if you want to as a 26 year old then you're allowed to
0: <laughs> well, right. no, I don't mean that in a in a bad way. It's sort of like, I, how would I describe that? It's like it's just it
1: has. It a sounds classic.
0: right. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I didn't mean me it in a in a disparaging, a disparaging way at all. Way. Like I, it just sounds. Ver- it still sounds fresh and it sounds new you just but
1: say, there you go why don't you just say it still sounds good and fresh and, and yeah exactly you know, no i didn't <laughs> <because> <laughs> i didn't it, mean it sounds like it, to, to me that's what it sounds like it's it sounds yeah. as if it's of of now and not you know um somebody who's oh trying to be uh,
2: relevant or whatever yeah. Yeah. But, yeah but let me ask you that because you you say that you, everything you're doing you're trying to get better you're trying to get to, to be a better uh, keyboardist and guitarist and How has the songwriting changed? Is your process different? Is the the topics, are the themes different? How do you approach the songwriting for a new album, especially, you know, in a pandemic context in 2021? Um,
1: Well, the pandemic uh, didn't affect me because the way I work now for this album is where I always work. Is that the studio you have
0: on your on your compound? I'm sorry. Do you have a home studio? Because I think I read that somewhere.
1: I've got I've got a studio. It's yeah. not in my house, but I have a studio. But um, the way I write is I used to write whatever came to me. Sometimes words first, sometimes music, sometimes sometimes you know, the guitar, piano uh, riff first, whatever. So whatever happened fell into to what I would write, and I would also. If I felt like writing a pop song, followed by a jazz song, followed by a reggae song, followed by a country <laughs> sounding song, that's what I would do. And then um, in 2003, I decided that since I used to play everything on my demos anyway, I decided this is the time to play everything on my album. So from 2003 till now, I play everything. Oh wow! Um, so I play, but I always engineered everything when I did my demos. So now having decided that I was going to play everything on all the, the albums, I also engineer the albums as well. So I'm the only person you're I'm the engineer, I'm the producer, I'm the arranger, the, the songwriter. Wow, So <laughs> you're actually going
0: you're actually going to the drum kit, setting up the kick drum mic and you well, know putting the SM fifty seven on the snare. I'm
1: sorry, I'm sneezing. I, I um stayed but I I can play the drums, but I'm not good enough to play the drums on my records. So mm. I program the drums. Oh, okay so um
0: are you working it, in pro tools or logic logic nice
1: yeah
0: it's amazing so, how far so, recording
1: so so to finish this thing what i decided then about 2003 was i wanted to kind of do some different things so i decided to play everything myself on the records Uh, And then I thought it'd be nice to do like a trilogy, so I did a blues rock jazz trilogy, so the first record was just blues, second one was just rock, second one was just jazz. Then on the one before this, I thought it'd be really nice to have it sounding a little bit more acoustic, so it's very acoustic sounding, and on this one I thought it'd be nice to be very keyboard so it's very keyboard sounding. Yeah. And for the last album and for this album, both albums, I wrote uh, all the words first before touching any music. So no music, no thought of music, just the lyrics for the oh. last album and this album, and that's how I went about. It. So I just do- try and give myself different things to do, just to try and stay fresh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah stay fresh there's the now, word then, just, let me ask I you say about say that
1: now and relevant and remember that it's 2021 <laughs> and not no, 1972
2: but, but let me ask you about that since you since you write the lyrics first are are you writing these sort of as poetry and then you take no. sort of the best no okay so so yeah. so it's so lyrics okay mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm curious about that because you always hear about oh i had a melody in my head and then i stuck the word. so so how does that work where you're are you not working with a melody in your head, or a, no. or? Wow,
1: no, I'm not working. With, no, if I, I mean, that's why I went through that explanation of before the last album and this album of writing the all the words first before thinking of music. Mm. I would write words and music together, or words first, n- music first. So it was always swapping. It was never the same thing all the time but this time for the last two albums i've decided i want to write the words first and not think about music i don't know what i'm going to do that for the next album i don't know if i'll go back to what i you know how i've always done it uh, <clears throat> but no i didn't think of music i, I purposely I, I, on both of those albums purposely didn't think of uh, of melodies at all i just wanted to write the words think of the words as oh, wow. things that you could just read away from music uh-huh. like, right. by
2: the way for your for your next album here i have a thought for you uh okay. the songs of mitch and jeremy so we'll write everything <laughs> and you'll sing it oh it'll
0: be so fresh
2: <laughs> it'll be terrific
0: you know i do no, i mean from a recording perspective and a write and a music writing perspective i mean there must be some challenges to come along with just writing words because i mean you know obviously you're you're trying to write music usually it's, it's the other don't way try around i put
1: stuff into my head i am pretty i'm absolutely fine writing words first yeah. I, don't, I i don't need to panic about anything <laughs>
2: I'm good.
1: I, I kind of know what's going to happen well yeah. so
2: speaking speaking of uh, of of uh, your head you, you you collaborated with queen on a song called don't lose your head on their a kind of magic album uh talk to me about that how how did that come about were you sort of hanging around the same circles and you said let's do something together or did they oh. phone
1: we were in the same studio we were both recording at the same time and roger taylor just came over to my studio and said joan do you want to come and talk this thing on this thing i said okay so i finished what i was doing then i went over did that and then went back to my my studio it was as simple as that
2: wow wow hanging with queen I could handle that. <laughs> that's it. that's not a bad that's that's not a bad thing. Um
0: talking, talking about Queen, Joan, um, you know, I, I've seen your name pop up in guitar magazines over the years and you're often mentioned among the lights of like Eric Clapton and Jeff Beck and mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that you're one of the, you know, coolest guitar players because a lot of your guitar playing is very rhythmic. It's got a very attacky sort of rhythmic kind of feel to it. You know, between the acoustic stuff and I know you're a strap player, I'm a strat player too. So uh, talk to me a little bit about guitar, for example. I mean, on these records, you did say that you wanted to write the words first on these last two albums. But where does the guitar come in, and how important is the guitar to you?
1: Well, it comes in after I've written the words. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, it's, the guitar is very important to me. I mean, I, I think it's a it's a challenging instrument to to play, and it's yeah. it's, a, it's a long learning thing. Um, and as I say, I try and get better all the time. I feel as if I'm starting to get better, um, but I, I, I like playing the electric. So I, I play the Strat, I play Gibson's, I play um, 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 the Variax guitar, I play um, Tom Anderson guitars. I play whatever guitar feels right, you know, Squire bass, I play whatever feels really nice yeah. uh, and sounds good. And you, as, when you write and you're using an instrument, quite often, you find that you have to change. You, th- you might think, oh, the straddle sound good on this song, but when you start to play it, actually, that's not the right guitar. So you have to change to something else. So I would, might have a, a, a Martin acoustic for one thing and then go back to the evasion for another thing. So you, you have to ho- hopefully have those guitars that you can do that, but you, you try and work with whatever sounds, uh, sounds really good. Yeah, it's all and, about the tone. I like playing um, lead guitar as well.
0: Yeah. Do you have one guitar that you sort of gravitate towards all the time when you're writing?
1: No, I mean, because did you just not listen to what I just said? Well, I mean, listen, (laughs) you're sitting around at home, you you have a thousand guitars,
0: but you always go and grab one. I mean,
1: what's the
0: one special one?
1: (laughs) Because when you when, as I just said, when you're writing, (laughs) Well it's, listen
0: Joan, it's, it's, I'm not talking about <laughs> sitting in the studio and layering tracks over tracks, no, oh no, this, no, calls no. Qual, this calls for a less Paul. this calls for a strap, I mean there must no, be no, one no, guitar no, no. that you like when most. You're,
1: when you're writing, when you're writing, and this, this is what I do, when, I, when I'm writing, sometimes I will write in this corner on the left and sometimes I will write with that corner on the far right. Because right. when you're in different places, different things happen. So if you pick up one guitar to write a song, it, writing the song with that guitar might not be as good as writing it with another guitar. So you do, ch- I do. I can't say about you, but I do. I change guitars when I'm writing. I don't write on the same guitar yeah. because the same guitar might give me the same effect, a sound all the time. You know, the same thought, thought process all the time. So I do change guitar. You got to listen to me.
2: You know what this is, Mitch? She just doesn't want to piss off Fender or Gibson and make one of them. Jump. No, you know, you know what it is? The, the, the,
1: the,
2: the, the, the younger generation with their YouTube and their iPhones, they just don't have the attention span. of us oh, older guys. yeah.
0: You know, I'm just not as fresh minded as you guys. <laughs>
2: um, let me just ask you this, because this is what I found fascinating. At, at the turn of the millennium, you went back to school and got a B.A. in history. And I would think you know, if I was a rock star or a blue star, and 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 I was, you know, living the life, I would get the hell away from school. <laughs> what, what was so important, or, or why? What was the fascination of going back and saying, "Yeah, you know what? I can do both."
1: I wanted a degree. Okay. It's as simple as that. I wanted a degree. I've always wanted a degree, and uh, my my initials are Jabba, J A B A. So when I got my my degree, I became Jabba. Jabba, <laughs> <laughs>
2: right? About, right. Joan, I'm <laughs> trading Arbitrating. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's great and 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 what was fascinating about history i mean you didn't do psychology you didn't do uh you know veterinary care what was it about history because oh, yeah, you know in high school you look at history and you go oh god no get away from me yeah
1: no, history is history i mean we, we, we talk about history all the time right we're, we're, we're kind of going through history in a big way at the moment and people would say to their grandparents what what did you do when you were younger that's history you know what did you do in the war what what did your what did your grand What did your father do? That's trying to find out about how we've all evolved. So uh, it's it's a very interesting thing. And people are more interested in it than they realize.
2: Well, listen, I'm a big history buff. And and I'm fascinated by this pandemic because I know in 20 years from now, it won't be my kids, but it'll be the grandkids going, you know, I have a history project to do. What was it like living through 2020?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. This is is it. We are. We're, We're. we're creating history. I mean, we're always creating history, but we're definitely creating history. This is something that people will will want to document and write about and analyze and try and work out where did it go wrong? Where did it go right? Why didn't we do this? Why did we do this? Um, and it's going to be fascinating. Oh, it will. Yeah.
2: You you know, in 20 years from now, all these kids that went in through the school where they were locked down at home, online you know, there's going to be the kids of COVID in 20 years and and they'll be studied for how they developed and stuff. Um, Let me ask you this other thing. You have, of course, been nominated for Grammy Awards and Brit Awards. You've won the Ivor Novella Awards. Ultimately, how important are awards? Is it nice to get a pat on the back or is it like, you know what? As long as the music's great, I really don't give a, a rat's behind about this stuff. So, is it is it important, or is it or is it just sort of parsley on the salad?
1: No, it's 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 important. Okay, because it's people saying to whichever artist, we admire your work, we like what you're doing. This is the only way that we can show appreciation. You know, it's not like the the public buying the albums. That's really seriously important. But when when the industry is saying we think what you're doing is really good as well. And this is the way we can show it by giving you this statue, this plaque, whatever. Um, and, you know, sometimes I hear artists say they don't care, but I think they do probably maybe when they haven't been nominated or haven't won, uh, they say that, but, but I, I think, I think it's, I think it's nice. It's really nice. It's, uh, it is. You know, yeah, it's great.
2: And, and you're right, by the way, Especially with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, when they're not in, they're like, "Oh, it's it's fake. It's not important. Who cares?" It's a bunch (laughs) of people at Rolling Stone. And then as soon as they get in, they're like, "Oh, this is terrific. It's the greatest." On it's like, "What are you talking about?"
1: It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. It's you know, the, the audience is the audience is king. The audience is who makes you. Um, without that audience, you have no career. I, I talk about having a long career, but it's not me that's had the long career. It's the audience that's allowed me to have the long career. So you've got to be really appreciative of the people who are who are fans and who, who love your music and, and follow you. But at the do same you, time, you've got to be appreciative of the people in the industry who like your music as well.
2: Do you, do you think of that in terms of, of the fans and how to keep them engaged over a, a lifetime? Or do you just think... I'm just going to make great songs. And if yeah. they listen, they listen. And if they don't, they don't. But here that's I am 50 can, years later.
1: Yeah, that's all I can do. I I can't hold everybody's hand. I can't force people to like what I do. I can't force them to think I'm fresh and young. I can't force, <laughs> I can't force, them. I can't force them to think, you know, she's still relevant. But it's been I can, happening. I, I, can, I can present what I do. And, and hope that people will like it. At the time of writing, I, I actually couldn't care less what anybody thinks. At the time of right. writing, I'm not interested in anybody else. All I want to know is, do I like it? Am I happy with this melody, with these words? Am I happy with the way that the, the arrangement of the songs? Am I happy with the sound of it? Does it, it does it all fit together? Does, does that song go really nicely into that next song? Does, does, the, does the instrumental work in this album? You know, that's all I'm interested in. Once I've done it and I've presented it then I have no control. It's all up to the people who who will hear it and they'll they'll decide this is a load of rubbish we're not interested let's leave it or oh, terrible. this is great this is great. <laughs> Jones Jones come up trumps you know. Well you
2: see I'm already there when it comes to to thinking it's great <laughs> and, and and the new single is fantastic. Um let me just focus on on the promotion part. You know, normally when you put out an album, the record company put does a push. Well, at least theoretically they do a push. You 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 do some interviews, you're going out, you do a tour, and that's sort of the album cycle. What are some of the challenges you're facing in promoting this album? Because, I mean, we're doing the interview today, but I can't go see you in Montreal tomorrow. I can't go to London and see you tomorrow. Uh, h- how do you promote this in sort of this new context?
1: Well, you promote it kind of as we're doing we've, we've always had radio interviews and, and you know television interviews so we, we have everything isn't always face to face. In terms of touring I decided that I didn't want to tour extensively anymore. Um, so I'm doing a live stream concert so if people go to my website they'll see the link to, the, to, to get the, the tickets for the live stream. Uh, and I'm really happy to do that, I'm, I'm quite excited actually to do it mm. because it is playing live. It's going to be great so, yeah. and we're rehearsing and the, we're, we're loving it, we're all loving it. We're all in our uh, respective homes, we're not together. So each per- each each player is in their home and we, play and we use a thing called Jamulus, I don't know if people have heard of it but it's a yeah. really good piece of software. And um, it has its bugs, you know, you can get a lot of build-up of wow. information and static. You've got to have really yeah.
0: fast internet, too. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, yeah, as long as you've got fast internet, there's it's much, it works, and you don't use it over Wi-Fi. You, you know, go straight to the internet cable, so it's direct. Um, but it works really good, uh, so that's how, we, that's how we're rehearsing. Um, and it's great, it's great to be playing live. But, but I, wasn't, I wasn't planning on doing any tours with this album. I wasn't mm-hmm. on doing any
2: tour oh that's too bad because the uh the last time i saw you was in 2008 uh with uh cindy Lauper, you came over you came out to toronto and and that was terrific
1: yeah that was a one-off because i was on tour i, right. I wasn't i wasn't working with, with cindy Lauper. that was just a one-off uh gig gig well, was, a, yeah.
2: yeah well that was always great um in in terms of what have we learned now with the live stream that you're talking about, is that you know it is playing live and you and it is you're at you are having a good time, but is it the same as standing in front of fans? I mean, is well, it do, do you need? It won't it be. Won't be.
1: Uh, we, we haven't done the gig yet, but it won't be because there won't be an audience. But at the same time, because we're all so excited to be playing, we uh, you know with other musicians. Uh, that it'll be a lot of fun for us, and hopefully the fun that we're having will translate through the the screen to to the audience. I, I think it, I think it will, um, but I think even when things become um, back to people going to to concerts and and, and sitting in the concert hall or, or outdoors, <clears throat> I think uh, people will still do live streaming. Well. I-
2: it's an interesting, you know, the um this pandemic sort of forced us to to reevaluate everything. And and I think live streaming, especially for uh some bands, you know, you, you look at the Who or you look at Kiss or Alice Cooper, they may not want to go out and do two hundred shows, but if they can maybe do, you know, five live streams in a year, you're gonna get a million people watching. So why not? It it'll it it'll keep fans happy. So
1: yeah. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and I think because I'm not touring this year at all, um, I'm hoping that people will want to see uh, some live stuff from me, uh, and will come along to the to the live stream. Right. Uh, as I say, we we we're definitely loving it at the moment. We're loving the rehearsal. So, yeah. Well, you got
0: ten songs on this brand new record. Are you guys just gonna do it in its entirety in the live stream, or are you just gonna handpick a couple of the tracks?
1: No, I I, I the, on the last tour, I I supported myself, so I played the whole of the the album as the support, mm. and then came back on and did uh, older songs. The um, but the way I've always worked is to play songs from as many albums as I can. So you you'll always get new every tour that I do. You always get new songs because I'm always I have a new album. Uh, so you'll always get new songs, but you'll always get songs that people know as well, because that's, you know, I, I don't think it's it didn't feel right to me to just play new songs. People want something that they kind of know a little bit. you know. Yeah. And, uh, right. But at the same time, I, I wouldn't want to just have to play uh, new songs um, yeah. and I wouldn't want to have to just play old songs. Old
2: songs like either. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to wrap up with one question, which is really based out of curiosity as a fan, because, you know, living in Canada. I never really got, in fact, I never got to see the old gray whistle test right. on TV, but now you've you know you've had legendary performances by everybody who's everybody. And you were on there in 75. Well, What was so special about that show that here we are in 2021 and there's live DVDs and there's YouTube. What was so fascinating about that particular show?
1: I think any era that, that turns up a lot of really good artists in a bunch become special and you have, you know, if you look at people like Amy Winehouse, that's not that long ago, but when you get a, a special artist come come along, that artist will last for a long time. You'll, you'll be hearing about Amy Winehouse 50 years from now, for sure. She was too good to not be still hearing about it.
2: Fully agree. And I think
1: that's, that's all that is. It's it's people appreciating that particular style of music that those particular groups, those particular individuals, they liked them, they were strong, um, which makes them lasting, which is why I brought up Amy, because she's strong and she's lasting. So it's I think it's just as simple as that, as simple as that. Ah,
2: Legendary.
0: Awesome stuff. Well, you can uh, pre-order consequences now. Available wherever music is sold. Coming out June eighteenth, and you get a physical product. August thirteenth, CD. What's the packaging going to be like, Joan? Is it going to be like a double LP gatefold vinyl, or?
1: Well, it's it's all of those things, isn't it? It's a, it's a vinyl. It's a CD. It's the it's the the digital channels. So it's you, you take your pick, really.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like for the for the vinyl packaging, like a lot of people are doing like crazy packaging now with the gatefold and like the two LPs, or it's just gonna be like straight up like classic one LP. Yeah, it's
1: just, yeah classic one LP. Yeah, we,
2: we like we like classic and uh, on
0: that. Oh, no, Mitch, uh... we like fresh. Okay, we like.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I like fresh. fresh and classic. I like all music. <laughs> And, and by the way i love this conversation joan you you were just absolutely delightful and yes. thank you i i love it and folks pick up consequence because uh, you will be thoroughly yeah. entertained
0: joan you are lovely thank you so much for chatting thank today you,
1: thank you <laughs>